Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. What's going on, everyone? This is Pastor Chris with another Thrive Podcast episode. Super excited to be back with you guys. Took off last month, had to go on a little vacay, but it's good to be back and with me today. First off, I got Pastor Juan, the fan favorite. What's going on, Pastor Uh, Juan? Thank you, guys. Love you, bro. (laughs) Heard it was awesome last month. Yeah, we had some fun. Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. Very good. And then also we got Pastor Eric. I'm back. Yes, he is back. Great stuff. And we're in season two, right? We're in season two of this podcast, hitting some different topics and ideas. So I want to jump in today with this uh, topic, with this idea that I believe all of us are thinking about. And, and it might be a real simple conversation, but I think it's a conversation to have. I think some people might have some questions. And one of the reasons we do this podcast is for those that are listening, first off, if you go to our church or you're new to our church or maybe you're a commuter, um, we want to resource you, man. We want to help you. We want to uh, give you some word. We want to share some funny stories, get to know us a little better, but but also to have something uh, that you can look into and, and something that can help your heart, your mind, your spirit. And the second thing is we want to be able to share it with friends and family. So we try to do really um, relevant topics, things that are happening in the culture. So let's talk about this because I think everyone's talking about it and living it. The title of the, today is The New Normal, or The Better Normal. Sorry, The Better Normal. Yeah. And really, we're talking about reopening. We are kind of back. And it feels like we're the last state. I'm not going to lie. As, as I have friends all over the country, yeah. they keep asking me, you, you still wear masks? And, you're, oh, wait, you haven't done stuff yet? And even I have some friends, pastor friends in L.A., SoCal, who still, they're still only meeting maybe once a month or just oh, wow. online. So uh, it is all around us. June mm. uh, was kind of this California reopening. That's what the governor said. So I just want to talk about it. Like, are we back to normal? And so here's my first question. I'll throw it to Pastor Juan. Is everything back to normal? Uh, where, where are we at right now? 2021, June, we're in the middle of the year. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I feel like <clears throat> for the most part, things are starting to look like they're getting back to normal, especially even in the public. You know, I go to Starbucks. Not everybody's wearing a mask now. Things aren't, um, masks aren't as required for us in California where we're at anymore as much. And so it's really, I mean, there's still some, um, actually I went to, after church, it was Father's Day this last Sunday. Yes, it was. Yeah. Shout out to all the fathers and we celebrate them and we celebrate you all. (laughs) I'm not a father yet. One day. One One day. day. Whenever my wife says yes. Come on. (laughs) Jesus. We're on her timeline. Come on. It's all about her. Smart. Smart. (laughs) Got to stay married, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel it. Wisdom. Yeah. So we went out to Father's Day, celebrate her dad. It was cool. Chili's, you know, woo. But we were walking out and this lady turns around and looks at us and she has this look as we're walking out. Like, she's like, what's going on here? And she points at the sign, like masks upon entry. She's like, are are they just not, what are they doing? They're just not even wearing masks. And she was talking to her friend and I just happened to like look at her and see it as we're walking out. I didn't even know how to react. I just kind of gave a chuckle. Cause she like looked all like flabbergasted mm-hmm. about it. It was like a real COVID Karen, you know? Oh, COVID Karen moment. I was just thinking For the real. same thing. We all, we've all max. seen them. <laughs> but like, she was kind of just looking so salty. She's right. just like, and I told, you know, I told the family outside and um, I guess she was really tripping, but a lot of people in the Chili's, you wear masks upon entry and it feels like as soon as you get in there, you're good. Right. For the rest of the For way. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's what most spots are doing with masks. Overall, I'm the endless optimist. It's starting to feel normal whenever we go, I go places in the public. So I think that's really exciting, man. Yeah, for sure. Pastor Eric. Yeah, I think so. It's nice to to see full restaurants and Yeah, it is. The the some places 
they act like masks are optional and some places have posted signs. But once you're in there, like Pastor Juan said, you're kind of good to go. Mm-hmm. So right. it, we're seeing baseball stadiums fill the capacity now. Oh, come on. So I think so. I think I think we're getting back to what? Back to the things we in, enjoy doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's going to be a great summer for a lot of people being able to go do things that they weren't able to do absolutely for a long time and so yeah i think i think i think so we're we're acting like it you know mm-hmm. like it's back to close to what right. we had for sure and I, you kind of knock on wood uh, <laughs> yeah, if absolutely. covid taught us anything pandemic is that all your plans you think you have god can change them mm-hmm. in a minute mm-hmm. so Right. You kind of just hope and pray everything's good. But I, I felt the same way. We were just in the Bay Area um, and it was funny. Even we went into Foot Locker and some of those stores, the Bay is a little bit uh, tighter with some mm. of the rules, which I understand. Um, some of the stores were cool, but like Foot Locker was like, oh, uh, do you have a mask? And we just forgot ours. We're not like walking around trying to right, pull right. a Karen moment, anti-masking it up. Right. But um, at the same time, if you don't have to wear it, you don't have to wear it. Like I'm right. good. I I think we can all unanimously agree that no one enjoys wearing masks. Like, they, yeah, like whether sure. you have to or not, it's a different story, and that's not this conversation. But no one enjoys smelling their own breath and breathing in the mask. Yeah. It was a, it's a season that I'm grateful God has rescued us from. Yeah. But even Foot Locker, right? Uh, we walked in and they're like, "Oh, you have a mask." I'm like, "Oh, we forgot ours." And they're like, "Oh, you need one." And I just was like, okay. And then we just walked out <laughs> like we yeah, just, and, yeah. and, and then I left and I was like, I wonder if she thinks I don't want to wear a mask. Like, I wonder if that's the reason why I just didn't have one, but, no. um, absolutely starting to feel a little bit normal in the sense of, I think you hit it on the head, what we used to love, which we used to enjoy. I, I, I really think God's going to restore some things. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I've been talking about with our group leaders, our small group leaders is that this is a season of healing for people. And mm-hmm. part of that is the gathering of people, the physical healing. Now some can gather, they're still doing maybe zoom or just digital or, um, just watching church online. And, and we love you. And we understand even yeah. then we're believing God's healing, but, but we're, Absolutely. we're in a season of, I think healing. And, and that's mm-hmm. even probably broader. That's probably as a, as a nationwide thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping that's what God does this summer through friendships, through relationships, through vacations, mm-hmm. um, through church gatherings. So let's go into the next question because mm-hmm. I think this is something to really hit. And one of the things that I um, have really been feeling is that there's all these mixed emotions to be back to normal. Uh, excitement, maybe a little bit of fear, maybe a little bit of drama. Maybe you have to see the cousin you didn't get used to seeing and now you got to see him all the time again, yeah. right? All, all these sort of things. People um, are like, I enjoyed not seeing right. you. I enjoy, I totally, bro. I, I <laughs> preached on that a couple weeks ago. And, and, and yeah, like, like there was a part of COVID that, uh, social distancing, I didn't mind it too much. There were yeah. some people that I was, <laughs> I was fine yeah. social distancing. Yeah, from. I'll testify real quick. My wife's like the ultimate introvert. She's like, dude, yeah. I love it, dude. I love doing my Working job. Working from home. Working from home. Yeah. I don't really got to see nobody unless it's my best friends and I'm good. Right. Totally. <laughs> And and I, in a degree that that's how I was too. And and so I think there's a lot of mixed emotions. I think people, um, they've been acting like COVID wasn't, uh, or everything was open and COVID wasn't really affecting everyone probably months ago, which is fine. That's what they felt convicted of. And then there's some people who they're still really nervous. And so I want to hit public gathering, particular like corporate worship, Mm. the, the gathering of disciples and people who love Jesus, right? Church. I want, I want to talk about church for a minute because I, I want to answer this uh, just for some of the viewers and some people who are kind of struggling um, or maybe just kind of wondering where we're at. Now we're open. 
We've been open, but I want to hit it. open, everybody. Right, right. But I want to hit it from a biblical perspective a little bit. Is church gathering, public gathering, corporate gathering, I think that's probably the right term, um, biblical? Like, where where is that at? So, Pastor, can you answer that? I think that would be good. Yeah, sure. No, unequivocally, the answer is yes. Getting together with brothers and sisters in Christ um, was, was and is the heart of God um, for us to be in community. Mm. Uh, there's, there's never a healthy believer who is detached from the church. Now, the church is the, the people of God, right? Mm. The, the community of believers. And um, there's an admonition. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says, do not neglect gathering together like some have. Mm. Now, what's interesting yeah. about, about, about the book of Hebrews is it's actually... Um, written to believers that are under tremendous persecution. And the reason I want to make this point mm. is if there's anyone out there who might think, oh, I don't think it's that important. I, I read the Bible for myself and I listen to worship music. I worship by myself. We're talking about uh, a point in, in church history where Christians were persecuted. Mm-hmm. They were Their property was taken. Like mm. the writer of Hebrews goes down a list of things that have happened to them because of their faith. And he's telling them, don't neglect gathering together. Wow. Don't stop getting together wow. like some have. Yeah. The rationale being some have because they want to disassociate with the people that have caught that, that with the people that represent the cause of why they've suffered mm-hmm. Christ, Christianity, Christianity. Being with Christians. And the writer of Hebrews says, yeah, I know I know it's been hard. Yeah, I know they've taken stuff from you. You've been maligned. You have suffered, but don't stop getting together. Something wow. powerful happens when believers gather together. It's true. And, mm-hmm. and it, you can't um, duplicate corporate worship by having your own worship time, as important as your own worship time is. For, yeah. for example, when you have... People gathered in a room, hands lifted up, hearts lifted up, singing out loud. You have ministry happening in real time, mm-hmm. right there in the moment. God is, God is speaking. God is moving. There's prophecy. There's, there's words that are given in the moment, real time. That You can't duplicate that alone. You can't duplicate that uh, at home by, your, you know, by yourself. Um, there's something powerful that happens. It's it's really important. There's a lot of reasons why Mm -hmm. gathering together was, it's not just biblical. It's, it's not just biblical, although that's really important. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the heart of God that we be in community when those, when those kinds of good things happen. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I I love what uh, I remember years ago we, we were talking, I, I don't even remember when exactly, but we talked about how uh, we're the church, but you're not the church, right? Like there's this idea that you're the church as an individual, but that's not true. And, and for someone who thought that like for a long time, right, that was kind of what I was taught. Right. And, and the context was, was pure in it in that, you know, the church is not a building, but it's a people. Right. But Mm -hmm. what I misunderstood was I thought it was a person, 
but it's not a person. Mm. It's a people. It's a, people. It's mm. a group. Good, and man. in any context, right? Um, I think of like a really, uh, a really cool theologian, Wayne Grudem. He has a lot of good fundamental stuff on some theological, theological stuff, but he talks about how, right? You have the invisible church and the visible church, right? People like in a hut in Africa or a home in China or uh, that grandma praying at a, a nursing home and, or, or maybe a family who's not connected yet because they're in transition, right? Some of you are listening and you're like, I'm trying to find a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, God sees you and you're still part of the body, right. but then there's the visible part and there's things that need to happen in the visible part of church where everyone can see. And it's so essential to do that. And so I, I love that yeah. so much. Pastor Juan, do you have any thoughts yeah. on that? I guess what we're saying too is to people is like, we're the church when we're connected, yeah. you know, because there might be a season where somebody's working and they can't sure. attend for a month or yeah, two. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But the thing is, it's all about the heart is what I feel yeah. like it seems. And so if my heart is, well, I can just worship God on my own, like what Pastor Eric was saying, I could um, have times of worship where I put on worship music. I could read my word on my own. Like, I'm cool. And I think we've known people that think that way even before all of this with COVID. There have been people who for think sure. this for a long time. And so... People could have felt the effects of COVID and found some, like, um, a better, like, walk for themselves devotionally, like, in their own lives through having to, on their own, kind of go after God. And that's awesome. But I think the heart of it is is that we got to stay connected to the body because then that's when we're the most healthy. We're never meant uh, to do this isolated, you know? I look back at seasons of my life when I've been more isolated and away from the church and where work for a short season, like, my mid 20s kind of took me away from being able to serve on worship and things like that. And I I think back to how I was and I wasn't as healthy as I should have been. And I look back to why it's because I didn't have peers around me encouraging, really. Um, I had a couple leaders like my pastor, but he was far away. You know, I wasn't at right. church. And then I wasn't able to serve and really have people like young people to pour into because I wasn't there on the service nights and I wasn't a part of the groups. So it's like I was kind of just me and my own walk with God and my coworkers. And hopefully I'm influencing my coworkers. But there wasn't the three other relationships, the people above me, the peers that are believers around me and the people below to pour into. There wasn't that happening. And so I think about now people probably live their lives like that for too long. Right. For so sure. The point is, is that you can be a Christian who might have a season where your job takes you away. But that's why we have groups like online. I was just about to it's say It's got to be connected. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the heart of it. Yeah. But there's Yeah. Just to kind of push in a little more. It's great. Great. Pastor Juan. The, the, the scriptures never describe us as, as um, being alone. The images that are given in the New Testament are always plural. Like mm. we're, we're members of a body, for example, mm. Paul describes this, right? Or Peter describes us as, a, as, as uh, stones in a spiritual house. Yeah, living stones, yeah. Mm. Living stones, part of a spiritual house I love that uh, of worship. Or, or we're a flock of sheep, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and so we're, it's, never, it's never we're an individualistic approach to our faith. Although we make our own decision to follow Christ, immediately we're baptized into a body. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why the water baptism is meant to be a public display. Mm-hmm. It's done in midst of others because of the meaning of that, that we're now part of a, a larger community. So, so there are seasons when we may, and so I want to just kind of draw a couple of distinctions because I think it's important. Uh, can someone be a believer 
and be isolated. Salvation is not contingent on the body. So the answer would be yes, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be a very anemic, unhealthy, imbalanced believer. I'm not Mm going to judge someone's salvation. Only God can do that, Right. right? It's the cross. But clearly in scripture, if we're going to be healthy, if we're going to grow, then we need to be in community. So then you have groups, for example, right? That's, I think that's been a great option for some who are like, I'm not ready for the big crowd, you know, yet, but I will. Especially there's so many, right? The way we do it here and maybe other churches, right? There's a ton of options. You're not just missing Sunday or Wednesday. Right. Like you can do any time, which I love. And so someone may say, well, I want, I'll get in on that group because it's only like six, eight of us Mm -hmm. and it's not a room full of people. Okay, cool. They're not ready for that because of COVID, right? That, that's great because that is providing them relationship. Mm-hmm. That's the community. That's accountability. We all need it. Mm-hmm. it, it, it what, something that kind of uh, irks me are independent-minded believers that think they don't need anyone else mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah, they don't need accountability and they don't need a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, 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 you know, they, they want to teach themselves. And if someone were to ever say, I can teach myself, well, they're, they're denying the scriptures that say God gave us teachers, mm-hmm. people that can ex- explicate the scriptures for us, right? Um, so, so, so community, accountability, fellowship, all biblical, all critical. The distinction, I th- the, the other distinction I want to make, though, is someone who might say, well, I, you know, I... I'm more comfortable in a group. I don't know that I want to go and be in a larger gathering. Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking about once COVID is gone in the rear view mirror completely, it isn't COVID anymore. Right. It's just, I don't see the value in corporate worship. Mm. Something unique happens. I'm just going to say it again. Mm-hmm. Something unique happens when you gather together with brothers and sisters of, in Christ with, from all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It's what heaven looks like. Different colors of skin, mm-hmm. on, different economic backgrounds, different educational backgrounds, different wounds. We come together and we join in unison to elevate the name of Jesus. You cannot, that is something that is real and you can't replicate that on your own. Mm. And there's a, that's a reason, not the only, but a reason for the mandate, the mandate, the commandment that we gather together. Yeah, and, and, I, and I even believe, I, I think that's so true and that's so good. And, and just to take it a step further, I, I've been really feeling this in, in this season, um, that every person who says they're going to follow Jesus, particularly those who are older, mature, meaning mature, not necessarily older like in years, but they've mm-hmm. been saying they've been doing this a long time. Um, you get to the point, too, where church on Sunday isn't about you. Like you mm-hmm. are called, we are called, we're called to build the house. Now, every house has a different expression, but I would challenge, man, if you're not building the house, like if you think I don't need it because I'm not receiving, and I understand that different places have different things, different messages in the sense of like a style, but everyone is called to build some form of local expression of God's kingdom on the earth, which is the church. And we're called to build the house. I, I've just been super convicted about this in this season. Like, am I building the house? Just me personally. So you say like, not just to be a consumer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Because I think that's how we think church on Sunday is a lot of us. Yeah. yeah. We have a consumer mentality. Um, and, and, and some of it's not even our fault. I think it's just culturally. And, mm-hmm. and then right online church, although it's a great, 
great tool and it helped us. You can go to any church you want. Like you can go to like Stephen Furtick's church on Sunday and then our church and then whoever's church. Right. And right, I get right. it. But um, there is something that God calls us deeper than just consumerism. We have to mm-hmm. build the house. We really do. And whatever house it is, wherever your local expression is, you and I are called to build like God's kingdom on the earth, God's place, right. God's authority, like God's power, God's presence. Like it's, it's all in the new Testament. It's all in the old Testament. And so we have to do, and that happens. We build together, right? That's why yeah. you said that, that first Peter passage, mm-hmm. living stones, building up the spiritual house. Mm-hmm. Like there's no escaping that. So mm-hmm. if you're even in a season like, well, I just don't feel like it's for me or I don't need it. Well, dude, then whatever. That's also very arrogant. We'll have that conversation at another time, probably mm-hmm. in a small group. Come talk to me mm-hmm. or pastor Eric. But then your gifting is needed in the house to reach someone else. Right. And don't neglect that. That's a good mm. point. And so I think that's so, uh, just just for me too in this season. And like that's, that's yeah. not even as like, a, like because of the teams or things I do at work. That's a conviction of mine. Like, what am I doing? Just Chris goes. Yeah. Not Pastor Chris. To build the house to, for, for Lathrop, for, for the Central Valley to be reached by Jesus. Am I doing what I'm called to do? Um, that's, that's just been something on my that's heart. Good so stuff. that's really good. So hey, all those things, super biblical. Something Go ahead, to Pastor add Juan. while we're here. Yeah. I feel like there's another group of people. There is, and I feel like it falls under, in a way, the consumer type of mentality. What about the person, and this is open to you guys too, what about the person who says, like, I am at this local church, but in reality, like, this person over here is my pastor, and they're, mm. like, in a whole nother state, and they might be, like, a highly influential person, right? And Because I feel like, in a, when Pastor Eric, when you brought up about people who say, I don't really need a teacher, um, you know what I mean? I, I thought of this person. This person says I need a teacher, but where I'm at doesn't really have it. It's this person over here who has the good stuff. And they're teaching the thing that I really res- that resonates with me. But I live over here, and I feel like that's a because of technology today. It allows people to be ministered to from all over the world, which is amazing. But I feel like there are people who are like this. I don't know. I just feel like the low key. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'll I'll kind of touch on a little bit or respond a little bit. I'm not I, I'm not super techie, but I really have tried to be open minded about technology. And how can people connect through Zoom, through, you know, online mediums and, you know, kind of circling back to, I think the jury is still out on whether there can be true fellowship, true, true intimate fellowship online. I I think it would be hard to do. Um, I, I think unless you had like a one-on-one, like you, you have a person in your life where you're going to really open up to on the computer and, and you have that, that kind of relationship gets fostered where it's, it's intimate, it's reliable. Mm-hmm. And, but, but I'm open-minded. I, I, I'm willing to use every possible opportunity for people to connect, be in each other's lives, support one another, help each other biblically. Mm-hmm. But, but. You know, it's not looking super great in that way, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm still hopeful, you know, that we'll figure it out. Maybe Google will figure it out and the church will run with a tool. There you but, go. Um, as, but, but as far as like the, the, the pastoring, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's okay to, to have different resources you can learn from. Mm-hmm. But the shepherding requires intimacy, it requires that the sheep has to know the smell of their shepherd, the voice of their shepherd. And mm-hmm. the, the shepherd needs to be able to identify their sheep 
and from, from some, uh, someone else's flock, right? Um, and, and so there needs to be a, accountability where someone knows me. Mm-hmm. It's not right. just somebody who might be incredibly gifted pastor, preacher, teacher, but they can't shepherd me. I need right. a shepherd in my life. I have shepherds in my life, even though I shepherd a flock here. Yeah. I need someone that can, can, can encourage me, that can, that can point out, hey, you're going the wrong direction. Get back over here in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who can wrap me on the forehead a little bit, say, hey, you are, you're losing it or you're blowing it. Or, mm-hmm. uh, and then, of course, feed me. You know, feed my soul, feed my, 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 my family, you know, someone I can go to for, for, uh, nourishment. You can't get that by clicking on a link and someone doesn't even know your name. Like that, that's just, I mean, it's, 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 it's not just the, not the biblical model, but it's, it's, uh, irrational. That's not shepherding. It, pastoring is a shepherd. They're mm-hmm. not pastoring you. If you might, I, I, there are people I, li- I like to listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. people that I've never met. I would never dare to call them my pastor. It's mm-hmm. not true. They're, they're, they're teachers, they're voices, they're, mm-hmm. they're academics, um, they're prophets, but they're not my pastor. And, and I need a pastor in my life. That's good. I just felt like it was important to hit that. Cause like then if I'm assuming that they can be my pastor from wherever and they don't even know my name, that's just not true. And so in order to effectively be a part of the body, we got to have people that are above us that we're for learning sure. from and they got to know us and we got to know them. So I just felt like it was important for people no, to that's, understand and, that. And I can, that's another podcast for another time. Cause I can go on rants about this. Like, Oh mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think cause I've, I've lived on both sides of the coin on this a little bit. And so this is really good. Um, I think there's a huge difference between information and education versus discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things Paul says, um, which is similar to the pastoring context, mm-hmm. is you have many teachers but few fathers. Mm. Uh, someone can teach you from afar, but they can't father you, pastor yeah. you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I think you can have heroes and mentors that you look up to that you don't see. You read their books. Like even uh, a friend of mine said that if you want to really look up to someone or learn from someone, read all their books, listen to all their podcasts, do all their things, and then maybe God will give you the chance to meet them, right? Because mm-hmm. they have all these resources. But that's not the same thing. And, and I think in particular, maybe because of my context as like a young man, like we need fathers mm-hmm. and mothers. We need people. Who, and, and that context is like a knowing. There, there's, there's DNA instilled. There's trust. You can't have that from mm-hmm. afar. And so for the person out there who's like, yeah, but I really, really learned. Because I get that. That was me too, man. Yeah, I, was, sure. I was in all the Kool-Aid. Whatever was hot, whatever was dope, mm-hmm. whatever was prophetic, whatever was mm-hmm. like, I was in it. Mm-hmm. And what's cool now is some of those guys who were heroes, I like get to know, I know them now a little bit and I mm-hmm. text them and like we brought them to Thrive and, and that's really cool. But the real growth on how to really love people mm-hmm. came from someone in my life. Yeah. And so I think those people, yeah, learn from them, grow from them, like Pastor Xane, but, but to correlate the same thing, it's not, it's not the same thing at all. Um, and so what I would say to that person is, again, I think if God's leading you to learn from other voices on top of your pastors, on top mm-hmm. of the person who's spiritually in charge, because remember, whatever church you go to, that is the spiritual authority of your life, whether right. you like it or not, as long as you're there. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem with authority, that's your problem. You got to get over that one. Mm-hmm. And 
all those other voices have to align with the spiritual authority in your life, which most of the time they will, because most of us all read the same Bible and it's pretty legit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I believe the reason why God is leading you to those other voices, like let's say for me, right? Super involved in where where in my mind, like I love the prayer movement. I loved Mm -hmm. prayer room stuff. I love some of those guys, but I was called to the local church. That just means that I believe God is allowing me to build the house and bring some of those things here. Yeah. Right. And so to not be arrogant to think like they have all the answers and my place is broken. It's Mm -hmm. like, actually, we're both meant to learn from each other to a degree. And what can I bring to the house to help build the house up? I think everyone has a part of that. And so, again, whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. But I can go on that for a long time. Uh, But I do think it's rooted to a degree. It's rooted in arrogance and it's rooted in isolation where um, if I can just learn from someone and they don't have to keep me accountable. They don't have to call out my stuff. They don't have to get in my Mm -hmm. Kool-Aid. Then I feel better about myself. But how, and then the other side, how kingdom affect, how how really are you effective? Yeah. Like that's the thing I always question people. It's like, well, this church doesn't do this and this and this. Like I just think of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, when's the last time you brought someone to Jesus? Like I'll just straight up, like, like, like straight up. When's the last time you prophetically like dropped a bomb at Walmart? When's the last time you brought someone to God? What are you doing in your house? And most of the time, like 95% of the time, they are not only uh, anemic, they mm-hmm. also lack so much fruit. Mm-hmm. Integrity, sure. character, fruit, and it's not like God's making moves on their life. Like, it's not like all of heaven's breaking open every time they step in at Target. I'm just, right. like, let's keep it real. Like, if For you sure. want to talk about revival and you're not about revival and revival's not following you, then what are you doing? You're probably just complaining, yeah, bro. I, I'll just, you know, I've been a pastor here for seven, almost 17 years, and early in my ministry, I, there were, not, it can honestly say, not too many, maybe, maybe one, two, three people maybe that over the, the, in the early years when they would say, Pastor, I'm, we're going to go to another church. And they would say, you know, I just, I just need more. I just need more. And man, I was like kind of shook, like, because I was young <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, they sure, need more. Yeah. Like, what am I missing, oh, you know? Sure. And, sure, yeah, yeah. and I would go, you know, I, well, maybe the first time, you know, second time I just kind of let it eat me up and, you know, but maybe the second or third time it happened, I went to an elder in the church who had had many pastors because he was already in his 60s. You know, he had lots, you know, several pastors mm-hmm. and um, mature in the faith, you know, solid fruit of the spirit in his life. And I yeah. remember pulling him aside and saying, pastor or not pastor to the brother, you know, someone's leaving. They said, it, you know, they need more. You know, am I lacking in my teaching? Mm. And he assured me, no, like I'm fed every Sunday and this place is good for me and my family. And I'm happy to be a part of this place. And it was a voice I could trust. Mm, yeah. And I told them, just tell me the truth. Cause I want to get better. I really, yeah. I, I really do always want to get better. Tell me, am I missing something? Is it too superficial teaching? You know, are we lacking something? And am I lacking something in my leadership that we're not ministering in a way that people need? And he assured me, although it wasn't a perfect place, that no, this place is solid and it was good. So the voices matter. That's true. The last person that told me, this might have been about four or five years, you know, that they needed more, I, you know, I've kind of watched and they still haven't landed anywhere. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't know that it was really our problem. Right. You know, it, th- there's... there's always something you can learn or glean. Now, I believe that if you have children, 
for example, mm-hmm. and and maybe the kids ministry isn't yeah, ministering, or the totally. young your young young person just is checked out, then you may need to make a move. Yeah, an environment change. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because you, you you think okay, I need to find a youth ministry that's gonna. I need to do all I can before my kid is eighteen and leaves me <laughs> that I can face God and said I did all I could for them. For sure. And that might mean a, a, a shift, a move. But as adults that can feed ourselves and 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 uh, can study the word, I think that that we should be asking, how can I help this place? Totally. Not mm. just what what can I what is what it I not get? giving me? What right. can I get, or what am I not getting? Yeah, I, I think God calls people to places. Absolutely. I'm a real big believer in that. Uh, Hudson Taylor calls it. Uh, he says, you know, God measures the starts and the stops of your life. Mm. And there's sometimes where I, I think real sincere people, pure people will go about it all the right way. And, and they're just like, I don't know. I just feel like God might be calling me somewhere else. And that's okay. And it's that's like, okay. yeah, bro, yep. we got you. Yeah. You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago. We're like, we'll help you find somewhere else. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I always laughed when youth kids, when I was a youth pastor, say they wanted to leave warehouse, which is fine. And they would tell me where they want to go, acting like I didn't know the guy or the girl <laughs> who led where they wanted to go. And I'd be like, oh, of course you feel called there. Let me, let me call them for you. You want a one-on-one? You want a meeting? Most of the time they ain't trying to do that though. Right. Mm-hmm. But one or two times it worked out and they were a huge blessing to that place. And so mm-hmm. I do believe that's possible. So I'm not talking to everyone on this podcast because I kind of came for the throat a little bit, but that's because I'm really lit about that topic. <laughs> right. But the motive is, 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 is key. And well, and, yeah. and just, you know, we, we've said it for years that you either you're called or when we do our, our growth track back, to, back in the day, it was a membership class. We call it membership class. It was like, you know, do you feel called here? Yeah. Because if you feel called to a place, then you got to be called out of it. Totally. Right? It's like God definitively brought you here. So then don't be leaving just because you didn't like my sermon or the songs are too high (laughs) or, or, or even, you know, someone sat in your seat. Yeah. Or, or maybe there's a ministry that's struggling and you, and you're frustrated you can't just leave if you Mm -hmm. felt called here then you got to be called to the next place, place. Yeah. yeah and 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 transition totally co- correctly yeah, do it sure. right communicate don't just disappear but you know communicate and 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 um, you know i think that that's really really important and we mm-hmm. would we've had this conversation about people who listen to our services or 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 watch our services online from far away right yeah. and yeah. and okay so like we care about them enough to try to help them find a place in their own community we where do. they can be a part of the family. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we, if we cannot pastor them, mm-hmm. we don't want to just hold on to them. Like that doesn't do us real good. And mm-hmm. it certainly won't do them real good. So we've, Absolutely. we've had a lot of conversation about if there's someone in Mississippi, you know, I don't know if there's someone in Mississippi. Shout out to Mississippi. Just, if you're there. listening though. Am I cricket letter, cricket letter? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know that there's anyone that list, watches from Mississippi, but yeah. if there was like, okay, so, so can, does that person need us to help them bridge mm-hmm. to a local community, a local sure. church where there's a pastor that will know them, leaders that will know them, a yeah. group that can get to know them and check on them when they're sick and notice when they're missing because we all need that in our lives. I think that's, that's so good. I think that's so good. Um, let me, let me just, let me just close it up real quick. Cause we're about to close in just a minute. Um, I think a lot of that conversation was so key specifically to very religious or over spiritual people. Mm-hmm. I want to just close the conversation with this. What would you say to the person 
who is maybe struggling with being isolated? We're going to close with this question because mm-hmm. some, there's some people in here who their motive is pure. And they're just mm-hmm. feeling isolated because of maybe fear from COVID or, sure. you know, they're just, or maybe they just haven't found a spot to land. They're listening right. to us, hopefully finding a spot, or maybe they do go here, but it's weird for them to be around people again. Um, let's just talk into that. I just think just some closing thoughts uh, and maybe just speak to the heart, to some Absolutely. people, to the person who's struggling with isolation right now. Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like a lot of what we've been doing was we went from like, is gathering biblical to like, Yes, it is. And then how to like the we talked a lot about the power and the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And so I hope people have caught that already that like, man, it's so good being in a real church family. And we've talked about how you could be influenced by ministries from afar. But there's something so good about the church that you're at in your city, knowing you and you knowing them. That way they can really walk with you. You know, um, for people feeling isolated, man, we really had so many instances where even recently we've had people get hurt in our church physically and the church has been able to be the body, man, and heal itself and be there for each other. And there's so much power in that. We've had a ton of meal trains go out for people totally. that go down. And and so for people feeling isolated, I feel like there's so much more available to you than you know. Mm. Like let the church show itself to be what it's called to be. Give, give the church a chance. You know what I mean? And this church, I can testify since I've been here in 2016 of January, that it's one of the the healthiest spot that I've ever landed at local church wise. And it's been such a privilege to be here. So I can testify this church is amazing from the top down. And so really, if people are feeling isolated, man, give the church a chance. Okay. And we may have been hurt um, by a leader in the past or something like that, or it may just feel unknown to us. Maybe somebody's never even given a church a shot. You know, they might have found Jesus and they've heard a lot um, about church. You know, we have our experiences growing up. Mom might have dragged us to church when we were young. We find Jesus later. And then it's like, how do I even do this? You know, is church like the one that my mom dragged me to? Or what's it even like, you know? And so I would say, man, give the church a chance and really... If people have been hurt by a leader, don't let one leader, one misrepresentation um, affect your whole idea of the local church body, you know? It's good. It's good. Good stuff. Pastor Eric. Yeah. So Pastor Juan covered, you know, those who might be hurt by the church or, or in the past. And that can happen, friends. We can get hurt in church because um, it's, it's people. And we talk a lot about showing each other grace. We also talk a lot about being hard to offend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and because we can grow so that we are, we're merciful. We forgive quickly. Right. Yes. And Pastor Juan alluded to people who just might not be uh, experienced with church. They came to Christ maybe during COVID or mm-hmm. and they, you know, and we're encouraging you to give church a try. I think if 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 we're if someone is isolated, I think we have to the person needs to ask themselves, OK, why am I isolated? Mm-hmm. If it's COVID and it's it, if it's OK, well. At some point, is the person going to stay isolated forever? Are they are they not going to get the vaccine and feel better about it, or are they going to get the vaccine but still not feel better about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, if if who are we listening to? Right? Is yeah. it is it the governor? Is it you know, because they're opening Dodger Stadium and they're opening Disneyland and they're opening everything else? Yeah. So asking ourselves, okay, why am I still afraid? You know, am I afraid? Am I worried? It's great. If it's, if it's, if it's, I don't need it. We kind of talked about mm-hmm. that at, mm-hmm. at length. Um, but at some point we are going to need to respond to the admonition in scripture mm-hmm. that is to gather. We're, we are exhorted to gather. So, 
Um, I want to just encourage anyone who is, you know, um, who, who is struggling. We get it. We, we as a church try to be very, you know, wise with the infection rates and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, as it relates to COVID, we understand, we understand the journey, but we want to encourage people that isolation is not the, it's, it's not the forever, can't be the forever game plan. Yeah. And, um, we do need each other. Uh, and then just last one is if someone, um, someone would say, well, maybe thrive isn't for me. Uh, I tried it and it's not, it's really not for me or someone lives far away. We would say, can we help you totally find a place that is a good fit? I love thrive. And I, I think it's great. I think it's a great place to be mm-hmm. with really great people, all different kinds of people. But Hey, uh, I'm a realist. It's, it's, I guess it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, that's okay. We can, you, we could talk and ask, what are you looking for? What is it that you feel you need? And we will help you find a good Bible teaching church mm-hmm. that, that, that hopefully has what you're really looking for. And that goes for you if you're far away too, because we believe in community. It's biblical, it's healthy. And, um, and we would want to just help you in that. Mm-hmm. Or there could be people moving too. We could recommend totally. you. We got you. Places, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Pastor Eric, Pastor Juan, thank you guys. Good job, Pastor Chris. Great, Good job, great Pastor stuff. Ben. I really feel like this is going to help someone. So let's do this real quick. We're going to pray for you guys just real fast. And then we're going to let you go. Please let us know. Uh, hit us up on our website. You can um, send an email to our connect email. Uh, let us know through social media, whatever the case may be. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to share this with a friend. You know, someone's struggling with being alone, isolation, finding a church. I just think this is a great overall conversation. Maybe Thrive's not even part of the equation. Don't even worry about it. We're, there is something bigger than us and it's the kingdom. And we're all about it here. And so let me pray for you guys and we're going to let you guys go. Jesus, thank you that you built the church, that God, uh, the experiment and the expression of church was your idea. It wasn't a man-made idea. It was your idea. It was heaven's idea. So that way you could move throughout the earth. I thank you that the local church is the hope of the world. God, I pray for individuals who are feeling isolated and lost, feeling like they are uh, lonely. God, that you would find them a family. Jesus, we pray that you would find them a family, that you would lead them, that you would stir their heart, that you would heal and you'd bring freedom. And God, we pray that you'd continue to do all that you're doing. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we said, amen. 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 All righty. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys next episode and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.